0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. I know we've been on hiatus for a while, so we're going to come back strong and do lots of good things because I don't know what David's problem was. He just would never get in here and do the podcast, so we've been we've been slack on it. But he has had time. I don't know where it went to. There used to be a crusty battery sitting in here that we were playing around with, and I was going to use it, for some testing or whatever, and it's gone now. I think it was his lawnmower battery. It was. I it think was, it I think was he a lawnmower battery. It trying to get mine, free charging was, yeah. in here or something. But anyhow, it made me start thinking: what's the subject of our, our podcast today? So, what's what's the difference between a battery that we'd go just pick up at at Wally World and the batteries that we've got here? Because I, I know some of the things we've got. It's the some of it is the same technology. Which we still carry, yeah. the lead acid. I know it's not a, it's not anywhere near as popular as where it was even a year ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's losing traction. It is really, really losing. Fast. I mean, yeah. really
0: fast. So tell me, what's what's the difference between between that battery that we had in here, or the one that's out on the tractor, or the one that's out in your truck,
1: and just the yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest deal is, is every battery is going to be designed for a specific purpose, right? So, the battery you go buy at O'Reilly's, Walmart, AutoZone, you know, that starts your car, they're always going to be denoted in. You would see it on there CCA, cold cranking amps. They may be denoted at sixteen hundred CCA, which means they're going to give they're going to give sixteen hundred watts of power basically at, at one given time in a very short burst, thirty seconds by the way is what they're rated in that's that's a 30 second deal because a vehicle should start within 30 yeah, I was seconds you
0: say, you think about that you, you know, crank on one for a long
1: time you know you crank on one for 5 seconds you let off you know you have about six cranks and you start really losing battery capacity they're not meant to they're meant for a high voltage high amperage output at a very short duration that's what they're designed to do most of those are going to be a lead acid battery. You can find some AGM batteries. You can probably even find some lithium batteries that would do it. But for the most part, that is going to be a just a flooded lead acid battery. Number one reason there's going to be that way cost. I mean, they are still the cheapest battery on the market, so that's going to be your your costing deal. I would hate to think that just to start my car, I had to buy a, a seven hundred dollar lithium battery just to start my car on a daily basis. That doesn't that doesn't compute well with a lot of people, you know, seventy dollars, seventy to ninety dollars computes a lot better, you know.
0: Well, so what's the major difference then? I mean, we've got the lead acid here. I mean, the,
1: Okay, the- so so the lead acid that we have is going to be a some people would call it marine battery. There's lots of different terms for it, but the true term of it is going to be deep cycle battery. And they're gonna be rated different. They're not going to be rated in cold cr- cranking amps. They're going to be rated in amp hours, okay? And so they're going to, and, and that's going to be denoted by the symbol Ah, amp hours. Usually a big A, small h. Is there some
0: kind of? I mean, is there a design difference? Is it? I mean, it is because it, it's, 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 it's all just
1: it's, it's definitely a design difference and, with well, and that's uh, that's I really mean, the the big difference. A car battery, cold cranking amp battery, is going to be a lot lighter. I mean, they'll be you know anywhere from Forty to fifty pounds, relatively speaking. You know, <laughs> lighter. Re, you know <laughs> lighter comparatively, right? For lead acid, whereas a deep cycle battery, Oof, yeah, maybe you know, hundred, you know, ninety-five to in the same size actual casing. You know, yeah, uh, I remember moving those ones. So they're just swapped out the side. Yeah, they're they're good. just a total different deal, and that's just because they have more lead plates in them, and more the more lead plates they have the more chance they have for reaction and storing energy because the, the combination of the acid on
0: the battery plate is okay. is
1: where it's giving you your energy.
0: So it's same technology, but it is a different configuration. Different they, configuration.
1: And they'll have some of them will add, you know, carbon to the battery and a deep cycle battery, bringing down that resistance in a deep cycle battery so they'll actually charge easier. Because they're actually meant to be discharged and charged at a, at a greater rate. They're meant to be discharged down a deeper rate, only to 50% DOD, but then to charge back up. Okay,
0: Okay, so, so let's talk about what does that mean to the average guy who says, hey, I'm going to buy a couple of solar panels and I don't want to invest in a ton of batteries. I'm just going to take this battery that I got at Walmart and I'm going to attach it to an inverter and stick it out in my shop. OK, what's what's the what's he going to find out
1: what he's going to find out if he went and bought a car battery is he's going to get to use that inverter for about two minutes and then it's going to it's going to is it that out. significant? It's, it's that, that significant. I mean, it's it's not designed for that. It's going to even
0: out. even the low amperage that it because it's not pulling that much.
1: Yeah. It's amperage, just, is it? Uh, depends on what he's pulling through, the. I mean, if you he had if you had a 500 watt. So what is that? 500 watts at 12 volts. Five hundred watts at twelve volts. I mean, that's a lot of amperage. I mean, you know, you're talking forty amps there. But that's if a, we're but if we're pulling it out into one twenty, you know, five hundred amps, we're only talking about four amps. But a car battery will not be able to spell four amps of power for probably more than about. Twenty-five minutes, and it's it would be done. And if if you even got that out of it, more than likely, more than likely, what it's going to happen, its voltage is going to drop below what the inverter says that it will actually stay alarm out at and, and shut itself off. An inverter will only go so low with voltage before it says, "I don't understand what's coming into me now," or "There's not enough voltage coming in to operate my equipment actually in the inverter properly to keep it to keep it going." So that's what you'll wind up seeing as a car battery will drop voltage very quickly versus a deep cycle battery that won't drop that voltage near as quickly. It'll sustain it for a a much greater period of time. And so, so when you see like the batteries that we have in here, maybe our flooded lead acid or AGM or, or whatever the case may be, those two, you're going to see them rated at an amp hour rating of five, 20 and 100 hour. And they're all, all three of those numbers are going to be, substantially different. You know, the five-hour rating is going to be able to go longer because it's the same amount of energy, so you can draw more amps out of it for that same time period because it's storing the same amount of wattage, no matter if you're pulling it out over 100 hours of time or 20 hours of time or five hours of time. It's still storing the same amount of energy. All right,
0: I'm going to get into the what-if weeds. Yeah. Ready? So I get what you're saying. That's a different – if you're camping or something like that, And you want to, if you want to
1: put your inverter onto your car battery, you would have to run the car constantly.
0: And basically, what you got is a very expensive gas generator. Yeah. But but your (laughs) alternator there is constantly keeping the battery. Right. Right. So long long as
1: you are not pulling more energy away from the battery than the alternator is capable of producing. Remember, car batteries or car alternators don't produce. The newer ones do because there's so much electronics in the car, but an, an old car or an old truck, say you get back in your '70s and '80s model truck, they didn't produce a lot of energy because they all their job was was to charge this little battery and run the radio
0: and run, and run the radio.
1: You know, it, it didn't. It now didn't those remember. radios
0: back then. Uh, <laughs> <and, laughs> remember uh, the eight track. Yeah, player yeah. Player. Dad's Plymouth would yeah. dim the lights on the car yeah. when it changed
1: so, the track. So that uh, <laughs> that was all they were really designed to do. They didn't do. They didn't have a lot of function as now. And and they ran the lights, of course, on the vehicle. But I say that you know what, once you started, once you started one of the old vehicles, the alternator would keep things going too. Everything usually fed off of. The, I remember you know for fishing, we would use the the truck battery out of the for our trolling motor. And to ch- instead of buying a battery charger, we would start the truck, take the battery out, which is impossible in today's cars. <laughs> take the battery out, put the battery that we just used in the trolling motor back in, and we're driving home. It ch- it recharged the battery. You know, you can't do that today's motors. I mean, they don't they don't work that way. But but the you know, so but it was. I didn't realize that yeah. you could you could take the battery oh, yeah. out. we did it all the time, and and, and this was a '72 model pickup, by the way. Oh, I mean, we so, had old lag trucks. So we used to do all kinds uh, but, of yeah. Main we things did uh, we did that all the time, and we did that, and but was but what happened is, and what we didn't realize that we were doing, we weren't using deep cycle batteries, so we were having to buy batteries, you know, uh, uh, during your, fishing season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were having to buy batteries, you know. We'd had to buy a new battery about every six weeks, you know, versus if we would have just bought two deep cycle batteries. But it didn't. But, wait, you know, the, but cold the way you're amps. running that trolling motor too, though, is usually right. bop, bop, Bob. Right. Stop, yeah. So and we, yeah, we, yeah, we. That would have been. Uh, the way we were running it was a lot more because we were actually doing a different type of fishing. We were uh, gigging, what, I know. But anyway, dynamite, we were, right? Yeah, no, fishing dynamite. dynamite. Dynamite, you could, yeah, you didn't need to run it. Get away, get away, you yeah, know, quickly.
0: And um, then half a doubt, run <laughs> fishing yeah, game. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Make sure that truck was started when you get back over the to the bank. But so we we destroyed a lot of batteries. And, and having known what I know about batteries now. We wouldn't have done that back then. We would have made sure we used the property battery because even at that, we could have done that, what we were doing, but we just needed a different battery type. We needed a battery type more that was in the actual deep cycle category versus the car battery. Well, so going
0: back to your analogy about running it off the vehicle, if you were just using that as an intermediary for when the sun was shining, right? are you still screwing it up? You get what I'm saying? Okay, so you're, you you you're, got your you you run to you run to run a like out the house where we're working right now. you're okay. gonna run a run, run something light. I mean, you a run a, or a fan, but, or, but you got a couple panels. Okay, you're running that that box that we created. Instead of having an AGM in there, you got a cheap old Walmart okay. battery. But you got you got power coming into it, and you're just kind of as long as power you do not, to it.
1: yeah, as long as you do not exceed the amount of of energy being produced by the panels. No, you're not hurting the battery. I mean because because at through. that time all you're doing is is you're so cleaning the voltage. I mean it's coming in at a, okay. at a higher voltage. It's coming in higher than than what the inverter you know needs. So that's why you have to have the battery. So it cleans the voltage. It takes that voltage into the battery and then but it's just kind of there again using that barrel analysis. The barrel's full. You're not really pulling out of the barrel. But your your water's falling into the top of the barrel and then going right back out the other side. So the the ports are on the top of the barrel. Everything underneath that's full, so you're not really using any of that. And if but you, there's water coming in and there's water going out at the same rate. If,
0: and if you got a cloud goes
1: by for a right, few right minutes, you turn the water off. are okay. Yeah, yeah, you're okay for a few, for a few minutes, minutes. Yeah. but not. Yeah, but it all of a sudden, you know, you turn the tap off to the barrel on the one side that's feeding it. You can't run very long before that barrel starts pulling, and, and so what? That in that analogy, the barrel is a very skinny barrel that doesn't store a whole lot of water. Below it runs out it, real quick. Yeah, it runs out real quick. Whereas the deep cycle battery is a big fifty-five gallon drum versus a little you know, five-gallon drum. You know yeah. that you're, it's going to run in your tank. So take the with same that, amount of energy
0: if it's that thin, then it's real easy to. To go below that right fifty percent right yeah yeah yep. and then it's you thin then yeah you that's exactly right killed it you
1: know right and so the, your your fifty percent line goes down really quick I mean it you know it doesn't take hardly anything to go below fifty and you go fifty percent below DoD on a flooded lead acid battery you are really killing the life of that battery and 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 a very and I think we've been over this on the podcast before but just to say it again if if you were going to get five years out of that battery the first time and I mean the first time like the battery Oops. a day old, yeah. you know. You take it to fifty percent DOD, you can expect two and a half to three years out of that battery at this point.
0: Even if you throw a restate on there, is that is that going to
1: restate? In? Will will bring it back a bit, but it's never going to have the full life expectancy that it if is. you were treating it right. If you were treating it right, you know, just uh, just treat it right, and you know, and you without just some kind of anomaly, premature failure will not happen in the battery, you know. But everything, you know you can't ever guarantee anything, you know? So, you know, and so when you're looking at an amp hours on a battery, some, a lot of people that we get this question a lot and say, Hey, what does that even mean? You know, it's a, it's a six volt battery and it says it's a 235 amp hour battery. So what does that, what is, you know, what are we talking about at this point? And so, and on the 20 hour rating is what we're talking about. And so when we look at a, a chart, we had one, pulled up here, it's basically telling you if you're going to draw five amps over twenty hours, you have a hundred amp hour battery. So it's how many amps you're going to draw out of the battery at a certain period of time. So that's why we always use in the solar and wind industry, that's why we always use the 20-hour rating. Because we expect to be charging for four hours. So we expect to be that barrel to be producing actually more and filling the barrel while you're still using energy at the same time, right? Because that's how solar is going to work. You're not gonna you're gonna be way overproducing during the day more than you're using because it has to recharge it for that night when there's not producing anything. Okay. So you're recharged. So that's why we use the twenty hour rating. Yeah, twenty twenty that's Yeah. And so that twenty hour rating. So if you said, Okay, well I've got I've got something, I've got a five amp little saw that I'm gonna be running. That's going to pull, and I'm going to use that though. I mean, or, or, or a camera system. I got a, a camera system and it uses five amps and I'm going to use it 24 hours a day. So you'd want to look at that 20 hour rating on the battery because there again, that's, that's the only way they're going to be and think, no, that for four to five hours, you're going to be charging. You're, you're going to be making the energy directly from the sun. It's going to be going across the top of the barrel and say, okay, so I need a battery that's going to pull five amps that I can pull five amps from for 20 hours because I'm doing this all day long. And so at that, you say, okay, well, then I need a 100-amp-hour battery for that. And then that gets into a lot of other Well, planes. now, wait a minute.
0: You're going to need something more because if you're running 24 hours, there's going to be a period of time where you're pulling out of the barrel and not putting anything that's right. in, right? So
1: you're going to pull out five. And if that battery, there, if not, that's exactly what we were going to. But remember, you got the DOD. You can't go past 50%. And so I can't just go buy a 100-amp-hour battery. Theoretically, it does it, but it drains your battery from top to bottom, killing essentially killing your battery very, very prematurely. wouldn't last but just a, maybe a few weeks if you did that on a daily basis. So I need to double that. I need to say, okay, well, I'm going to pull 20-amp-hour for 5 amps, 24 hours a day. Remember, the four the four hours is being made up because you're overproducing. There's times that it's pulling the five amps that it's producing 10 amps. So the batteries are not being affected at that point. And that's what I was getting at earlier. That's why we use the 20 hour rating. They don't have a 24 hour rating just for that reason, because they know that you've got to be charging at some point. And as they figure a four hour charge time is what they're figuring. So that's where that 20 hours, that 20 hour amp hour rating comes in at. So, But you have to say, okay, well, I, I was pulling 5 amps, basically 20 hours a day, so I'm going to pull that, and so I need 100 amp hours. If, I was, if I'm willing to run my battery from full to dead, well, I don't want to do that. I've just been told I need to only run it down 50%. So then I'm going to have if – if I needed 100, then I need 200 to stay at 50%. And that's still running borderline. I mean, that's saying everything charges exactly the right – Every day, like it's supposed to, and so that's where autonomy would start coming into play, you know, and okay. say, well, you know, it doesn't happen every day like that, you know. I get okay. clouds, I get whatever. So, all right, what else do we need to hit on? The other thing would be the the state of charge slash. We get another lot of a lot of questions on batteries with state of charge, load versus no load. You know, so if a battery's under load, say for instance, you turn on that five amps and you was to read your batteries at that point, and there's something drawing five amps off of it, that battery's now under load. So you're going to read it, and it may say 12.6, or let's say it says 12.2. And then you turn it off, and all of a sudden you read it, and it says, wait a minute, it says 12.6. You know, why was it 12.2, and then it jumped because it was under load. There was something pulling from it at that time. Voltage will, and a lot of people will see this on our charge controllers. You'll see it dip down and then all of a sudden the stuff will turn off and all of a sudden it comes raising right back up. But it's not because the charge was coming into it that fast. It was just because the battery was, was being pulled under load in the same way there that goes on the other side. There's also a charging load. So if I'm charging the battery, you say, well, I thought the battery is full at 12.6, but right now it's reading 13.2. That's because there's voltage going into the battery that's not stored in the battery
0: I got a question for you here that this may be this may be a weird or, or an off the off the mark question, okay, so we know for charging whatever's coming in, however you're charging has to has to overcome the voltage right right so if it's under load, does that make it easier to charge because your your voltage is dropping it does so it does.
1: the lower the battery is. Does, easier, that,
0: does that increase? Does that lower the resistance and and make it more efficient it to charge? It won't your
1: resistance, but it will change the rate of what voltage. It'll change your amperage, is what it'll do. Because say you're charging, so It allows
0: it to take more amperage coming right, into it.
1: Right. Because you're going to charge it a little bit faster rate. There's going to be a, because if a battery is setting at twelve versus let's say twelve point five. If it's setting at twelve, anything over twelve now is kind of being converted to amperage. I mean, amperage is going to be a lot greater because we still have the same amount of energy going in. It's going in at, say, 12.01. So anything over that is going to be, you know, the same amount of wattage still coming in. If I have 100 watts of panels going in, you know, then the rest of that is converted to amperage. And so the amperage is a lot greater, creating a faster charging rate. Whereas the, the higher you go... The more voltage you need, and, and sometimes that gets to the point where whatever you're using to charge it, say it be a solar panel or, or a wind turbine, cannot exceed that voltage. You right? I mean, so it may get, you know, the, it may right. have a limiter. So, you know, so wind turbine being the number one on that one. Solar panels are more finite on on the voltage they produce, but a wind turbine you know, on a low battery bank may be able to charge that battery bank. That's something I could I could even show you in the, in the wind tunnel or and the outside we have some AGM batteries and so when we're, when we're looking at our so
0: you could show it to me at the workshop yeah that and
1: I have and that's <laughs> that's one thing I did I showed them because the wind turbine was turning that day and they're like well it's not putting any energy in And I said well look at the battery voltage and the battery voltage was fairly high because the solar panels had a you know before it dumped well then it dumped the energy and so that went from 288 down to, to about 25 2 because it dumped the energy really quick. And so immediately that wind turbine was turning at the same speed it was always turning, but now it was producing more than battery voltage. And all of a sudden they seen it, they seen the wattage kick in. They seen it start actually producing amperage and wattage. And they are like, well, now it's working. And then immediately as it, I mean, because they're again, it's a very fast climb just because something takes a little bit of voltage out of it for a very short period of time doesn't mean the voltage is going to stay down there. It's going to rise right back up. And so within, you know, usually five to six seconds, they're like, well, it's not producing anymore. That's because it's not over the battery voltage anymore. It filled it up really quick. It's filled up. You the turbine it. is not over the voltage that's coming in right You got now. a
0: fire hydrant that filled it up real right. quick and yeah. not what so what
1: drizzling spigot. Right. And so, like, yeah, solar panels are kind of a finite number. They usually produce about the same voltage all the time very short degree between those i mean you know like on a solar panel like a 12 volt would be between maybe 19 and 21 volts at any given time you know so there's not so any battery is going to be more than you know, that's a 12 volt that's a 12 for a 12 volt battery so they're always going to be over whereas a wind turbine not that way because it's relied upon the wind and the speed of the wind you know on our turbines so okay yeah all right
0: interesting stuff well as always if you've got some specific questions to equipment that you've got or you've been working with, give our team a call here. They're glad to go over stuff with you and and get you headed in the right direction. We alluded to the workshop. We've got really neat things happening there. We've moved our workshop to a two-day workshop now. We run them on Thursday, Friday. Classes fill up quickly. We've got them listed out on our website. So if you want to do some hands-on with this stuff and actually We've actually got some batteries out there you could almost juggle if you (laughs) you wanted to. if you're a good juggler. Come out and take a look at that, and David teaches that class. We'd be glad to have you there. So thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you checking out our podcast, and check out some more later. We'll keep bringing them to you. Thank you. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.